confidence would greatly improve. Two, once he began to eat regularly and resumed exercise, the hollow and angular planes of his face would fill in. But even then, would he ever resemble the man she had known, if known could be used to describe their two brief encounters? Of course, she also knew him by way of a boy who missed him more than was good for so young a soul. She closed her eyes. This warrior, who believed he would never again wield a sword, ought to have stayed in her past. Had his brother, Baron Wolfrith, and her liege, Baron Christian of On, not asked this of her, she would not have had reason to see him again. And she wished she had not, though not because it made her ache to gaze upon his disfigurement. Her longing to remain as firmly in his past as she wished him to remain in hers had more to do with who she was and who, even if not by his own hand, had done this to him. He made another low, throaty sound, and distress once more hardened his face. This time it was accompanied by an increase in the rhythm and strength of his breathing. This time it did not soon resolve. Go. They are his demons to undo, not yours. At least, not directly. His uninjured leg kicked out, head snapped toward her, and lips drew back to reveal clenched teeth but still his lids remained lowered, eyes moving rapidly beneath them. As she continued to ignore the good sense that urged her to depart, perspiration broke upon his brow. She bit her lip. Though she could abide the suffering of others, as was required of one who earned coin as she did, still it caused the soft places in her to ache. Nay, hey, he rasped, his voice so tight she did not recognize it as the one she had known when his life had been different from what now made his heart beat. His breathing took the next turn with greater speed. Cease! They are not your demons, she reminded herself, and yet she laid a palm to the uninjured side of his face, bent nearer and whispered. They are slain, Sir Abel. Pray, leave them be. His breath that moved the tendrils of hair escaping her braid stopped, and as she braided herself for being so foolish, his right hand shot up and captured her wrist. Though she felt his fingers convulse, they did not turn tight around her, and she understood the reason just ahead of the impulse to wrench free that might have undone the healing of his hand. No more, he spat. Dreading what she would see, she raised her head. The light reflected in his eyes, causing her heart to lurch. She braved a face so contorted that the anger with which he had regarded her nearly two months past seemed hardly anger at all. I... What? Was there any way to excuse her presence that would not further enrage him? Surely he would. The pressure of his hand eased, and though his eyes remained open, he seemed to stare through her. Was he yet dreaming? She forced herself to remain still, hoping he did, indeed, see something beyond her, praying he would sink into a restful sleep. At last his lids lowered, as did his hand, drawing hers downward until her palm lay against his chest. Beneath it, she felt the work of his heart that, beat by beat, transformed from a rushing river into a calm stream. Back aching, legs beginning to cramp from holding her bent position, she tried to pull her hand from beneath his, but he pressed it tighter to him. Patience. He will soon move to the next realm of sleep and relax his hold. But it was not soon enough for her straining muscles, and she sought relief by pressing her free hand to the mattress and lowering to her knees in the dry rushes alongside the bed. Minutes passed, and more, and throughout he kept hold of her. When sleep tempted her to rest her head upon the mattress, 
she pushed her drooping chin high and studied his face. He looked almost peaceful, more approachable than ever she had seen him, and she wanted... Nay, that would be more foolish. She knew her purpose here, and that, even if she were not perceived as far beneath his rank, still he would want nothing to do with her when, if ever, he knew all of her, especially considering how much she had lost and suffered in his quest to end the terror that had stopped these lands. Testing the weight of his much larger hand and finding it had slackened, she slowly drew her arm back. When her fingers slid free, he did not stir, nor when her knees creaked with their unfolding. God speed your rest, she whispered, and crossed the chamber to where the door stood open as she had left it. She slipped into the passageway and eased the door closed. The worst was over. Now to claim what would likely be fewer than two hours of sleep before the castle began stirring toward a new day.